Welcome to Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff, where we interview newsmakers, storytellers, and all-around interesting people. Sit back, relax, uh, unless you're driving, and enjoy the show. Here's Jackson. Hello, hello, hello. I am Jackson Huff. This is Not in a Huff. Thanks for joining me. As always, I appreciate it. This week, I am interviewing Kathy Nesbitt. Now, this is another interesting interview where, you know, I, I get approached by people doing interesting things, and, and uh, obviously that's what this podcast is about, but this one kind of threw me for a, a, a little bit of a, a loop just because she's got so many different interesting kind of uh, things in the works. So just to kind of run through them, she is someone who sells and promotes worm composting. She promotes sprouting, which is basically growing beans. This, for her, is be mung beans. And, uh, and then also, she is a laughter yoga coach. All of those things I knew absolutely nothing about before speaking with her. Laughter yoga, what exactly is that? What's, what is uh, you know, composting with worms in the home? Just interesting things. You know, I, I, I try to, to bring people on that uh, kind of have interesting professions. The, the goal is to teach you about things, and if it's something you're interested in, maybe you look further into it. It's not a place for a, an infomercial, and, and that's not what we did here. We, we learned a lot about, I guess, the, the world of being a worm farmer, the world of uh, growing beans that grow in, in a day, and then also the world of laughter yoga, which is a relatively new form of yoga. I do want to kind of point out that she's a, a practicing laughter yoga coach, so you're going to see from the, from the very beginning that she laughs a lot. I don't think that's a, a bad thing. Uh, it, it's, it's kind of a, it's, it's, I don't know, it was almost strange to me at first just because you're not used to people laughing as much as she, she does, and, and you'll see that she does laugh quite a bit, and it's kind of a, a, a laugh where, where you can see that she is practicing her laughter yoga, if that makes sense. You'll, you'll see that it's kind of a, uh, the same laugh each time rather than just kind of a, a random, random type thing. But I do want to point that out because I guarantee, you know, in this first few minutes, first, you know, 15 minutes of the interview where we haven't started talking about laughter yoga, but she's already doing it, you're going to think, huh, this lady laughs a lot. So do know that. It was a really interesting conversation. I really enjoyed learning about these three very different topics. Um, without further ado, here is my interview with Kathy Nesbitt. I am here today with Kathy Nesbitt. Kathy, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you, Jackson. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we've, there's a lot of different things to cover. I don't even know exactly where we should we should start. When I was kind of researching you and, and some of your your different web pages, you're, you kind of dabble in a lot of different things, but before I, I kind of ask you specific questions, just tell us a little bit about yourself, I guess, in your own words. Yeah, so I grew up in Toronto, uh, Canada's largest city. <laughs> and then uh, when I moved out of the city, I realized I'm a small town girl. <laughs> uh, and I started a worm composting business back in 2002 uh, because there was a big need. Our landfill closed and we started shipping garbage out of the country to the U.S., sorry. Mm. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> well, that's, that's something. So let's kind of talk a little bit, um, you know, about what you, you did because of that, because I know that you, you have a kind of a composting business, if you will, but 
kind of in a very different uh, vein than probably most people are, are thinking. So talk a little bit about uh, your uh, contribution to, to composting. Yeah, so this, what I'm promoting is indoor composting with worms. And it's, uh, you know, not everybody wants to have worms in the house. I didn't know. <laughs> Again, you know, um, Toronto, 6 million people, half live in condos or townhouses without, out, without space to do outdoor composting. So vermicomposting is ideally indoor composting, can be done outside. I can talk about that later. But um, yeah, indoor composting. So um, if you live in an apartment or, you know, a townhouse, whatever, um, it's compost, same idea as outdoor composting, but done with worms. There's a container and it's your food scraps and paper. And then the worms turn that into so a soil amendment fertilizer that you can add back into your garden. So is it a certain type of worm? I just want to kind of hear a little bit more about exactly what this is, because I don't think people can, you know, just go in their backyard, grab some worms and get to work. Yes, thank you. Good. So there's thousands of types of worms, only four that have been identified uh, for uh, as ideal for for vermicomposting. Um, and so they are red wigglers. That's the one I have. European night crawlers, African night crawlers, and uh, perionics, which is a tropical worm. And we're looking for surface dwellers. So um, the, the worms that people generally fish with are um, vertical feeders. So the Canadian night crawler or dew worms. And um, yeah, so they have a different diet. You know, they're just, yeah, a different type of worm. Gotcha. So what exactly you said that it has to be in or not, it doesn't have to be, but you kind of specialize in, in indoor composting. So what does that look like? Just because I know, you know, I, I know people that do composting outside and it doesn't necessarily always come with the, the most pleasant smell. So how do you kind of, uh, you negate that if it's indoors? Wonderful. Thank you. So composting done correctly is aerobic process, meaning with oxygen outside. It doesn't. So it doesn't smell is what I kind of want to say is um, I sound so smart when I say aerobic anaerobic. <laughs> I got other big words, folks. Stay tuned. <laughs> so aerobic just means, you know, like aerobic exercise with oxygen. Anaerobic means without oxygen. So it smells like rotting food. Uh, or, you know, smelly compost. <laughs> um, yeah, so done. So I think for indoor composting, that it is aerobic is a beautiful thing, because it's like a built in mechanism. It, we breathe oxygen, the worms also breathe oxygen. So if it if it smells bad, that oxygen has now been converted into gas methane, hmm. we can't breathe gas, and neither can the worms. Yeah, so how much of your I guess your waste have you been able to to convert to, to this method? I know that obviously there's some things that worms won't eat. So so how much of it do you think you you now can compost? Yeah, so let me talk about what goes in and what stays out. So uh, in an indoor composting worm bin, um, it's all your kind of fruit and vegetable peels, coffee, tea, pasta, rice, cooked cast, put, look, cooked pasta and rice beans, grains, plant, like a whole bunch of stuff can go in. Here's what stays out of food scraps. No meat, no dairy, no sauce, no seasonings. Um, that's kind of your basic guide of what stays out. What stays out. It's a shorter list. <laughs> uh, it's kind of all your wet stuff, I guess, maybe is a good way to say uh, um, for your food scraps. Um, and then your paper, you know, we're worried about identity theft. Imagine 
putting your paper shreds, like sending your, uh, you know, your MasterCard or your credit card bills through your paper shredder and then taking those shreds. We know we all watch CSI. You, you can piece those back together <laughs> if you're determined. Um, so if you add, you know, feed those shreds to a worm bin, ta-da, no, no one's piecing that back together. Once the, it comes out. <laughs> the worms don't do a lot of uh, identity theft, I guess. Nope, they convert it all into, you know, soil and it's it's plant food, what comes out of the, the butt end of a worm. And how long does it, it take to, I guess, compost? Uh, let's say that you're, you know, a week's worth of normal garbage. How long does that take to, to compost into that, uh, that plant food? So let me give you a formula. It's, it dep- depends on how many worms you have. So I'm going to, I'm going to say if you have like just a regular bin, I have a beautiful system, but if somebody, you know, the do it yourselfers, a rubber made tote would be fine. Um, Add your shredded paper in there. And if you have a pound of worms, just for easy math, half a pound would be fine too. (laughs) 800 to a thousand red wigglers at a pound. They're a small species. Um, Five hearts each, four to 5,000 hearts in a pound of worms. That's a lot of love. (laughs) Okay, so a pound of worms, they eat about half their weight per day in food scraps. So if you had a pound of worms, half a pound per day of food or three to four pounds per week. Mm. So it's substantial. You may create more than that. So maybe you need more worms or only you feed them that amount and wait until they increase in number and then you can increase gradually what you put in it's really a system you know it's not like you um like a garburator where you just put the stuff in and turn the switch and it disappears it's a process and you end up with this beautiful you know i talked about our um landfill closing and shipping garbage i thought waste management was the reason i wanted to do this i quickly realized that it was the black gold that the worms create waste management maybe is the byproduct not the black gold um, so I say worms will, are going to play an ever increasing role in waste management, soil production, and therefore food security. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of leads into the next question. You've, you've kind of already answered half of it, but if it's not enough, you know, to, to people to, to want to, to quit sending as many things to the landfill, you know, what, what are some of those other benefits of, of composting? Because, you know, I, I it does, it is more of a process than obviously just, tossing something in the in the trash and then putting it in the, you know, in the, the trash truck. So give us all those uh, benefits outside of, uh, I guess, just being a, a good person that, that you might want to compost. Thank you. That's beautiful. Well, well put. I think that's fantastic. Um, yeah. Why would you want to do this? You know, um, we're in this cuckoo time right now, you know, pandemic and everything. Um And other issues have been put on the back burner. There's more than just this one thing going on in the world and climate change, whatever you think of it is, it it, it is real in my opinion. And we all eat, we all create food waste. So why not, instead of, you know, why do it? Here's a, a few really good reasons. It costs a lot of money to haul it around to have the magic truck come and take it away. Where's a way? There is, a no, there is no away. We talk about the environment as if it's somewhere, some special room or something. We are the environment. This is it. Like I'm breathing it. I'm in the environment. You're in the environment. We're in different locations, but we're one connected. Like 
we're breathing the same air. Eventually I'm going to get particles from you. <laughs> I don't, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> you know, things blow around and it's just one. So one big reason is it doesn't make sense to haul it around. What if we all managed our scraps and then we turn it into beautiful soil and then we can grow some food. Like people are like, oh, I don't want to grow my own food. I can go to the grocery store. Here's some fun facts. In Canada, we import 60% of our food. We have winter. We can't grow food year round. Not, not without a greenhouse and, you know, using high, you know, electricity to heat or coming up with innovative methods. I, I really believe that we're in a super exciting time because you can't have solution without crisis. You can't have solution without problem. So we got lots of problems. There's lots of opportunities for people to be creative. Come on, folks. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So let's kind of move into to one of your other um, other ventures and kind of tie it together. You're talking about what you can put in your compost and what you can't. What about, uh, let's say you don't eat all of your, your Kathy's sprouts. So you're able to put that in the compost. Absolutely. Now, if your sprouts um, still have their root on them, they may start to grow in the, your beautiful composter, right? Because you've got nutrient-rich soil. So, you know, I'll use potato peels as my example. You know, have you ever had a bag of potatoes that started to grow and they have the eyes on them? <laughs> right? That's the seed. So if you put that in your potato peels that have eyes on them in your composter, they may start to grow. If something is growing, it's not decomposing, right? So, um, uh, oh, so the sprouts. So if you add sprouts into the worm bin, they may start to grow. Yes, but you could add them for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's talk a little bit. About, let's talk a little bit about those those sprouts. If I understand correctly, I think that they're they're sprouts off of mung beans, right? Correct. So what 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 got you interested in that? That my overall theme with. With all of this is just going to be, I think at the end, maybe you'll have to go into a little bit more detail, but what made you want to do all these things? But let's talk about sprouts. So in 2002, when I started my worm business, I realized very quickly that I needed to exhibit. So my very first um, place where I had a table and displaying with my worms, I met a gentleman who designed the sprouter that I sell and have used for 19 years now. And I knew nothing about sprouts and sprouting. And I will talk about what it is in a moment. And it was, this thing was fly. It looks like a little spaceship. It's uh, like, like a plastic. Um, it's plastic. It's light. It's got a stainless steel mesh. That's so it looks like a little spaceship size of a dinner plate. Okay. And it was flying off the shelf. Like literally it looks like a spaceship and, it, and everyone was buying them. And I was like, what, what is that thing? And why are they buying that? And they're not buying my worms. <laughs> Probably not in that tone. <laughs> and he, he, this man, this, the, uh, the designer of the super simple sprouter is a ballroom dancer. He was 72 at the time. Anyway, he so very healthy, still working, right? How wonderful. And I, I, and I'm one of the, I'm a type of person who doesn't need to know why something. I don't know. I don't need to know why something works. I'm like, oh, look at you. What are you what are you doing? I want it. I want what you've got. So I so he he said, um, you know, it's a sprout grower. And let me tell you about the sprouts. So they're hydrating, alkalizing, regenerative, biogenic and contain up to 100 times more digestive enzymes. Let me break down those fancy words. <laughs> hydrating. We know when, you know, 
they're juicy. So as soon as we're thirsty, we're already getting dehydrated. These sprouts are, they're juicy. So great. Hydrating, alkalizing. So, um, you know, it's on the pH scale, either it's something's acidic or it's, or it's um, alkaline. So sprouts are alkalizing food and many diseases take place in, a, in an acidic body, like cancers require a, a more acidic body. So this helps balance our pH, beautiful. Um, hydrating, alkalizing, regenerative. So I'll use Alzheimer's. It's a, <laughs> I know you have trouble with that word. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Alzheimer's is a degenerative disease. Um, sprouts are regenerative, not that you can grow back your memories, but imagine we're re regenerating our cells. How beautiful. Um, biogenic. So I have tons of energy. I've been eating biogenic food, which means life force giving. When we lie food, we get energy. So beautiful. And uh, up to 100 times more digestive enzymes. I think for me, that's the most important piece because we need the enzymes to process the food when we're eating. So, you know, things go in the right place and whatever. I'm not a scientist. I don't, I'm not a nutritionist. I just know how I feel from doing these simple things. Um, so Tony said to me, uh, you know, I, or I, I was like, wow, that sounds so great. I want to do it. So he said, if you're, if you're going to do this, start your day with two tablespoons of sprouted mung beans, first thing um, for the enzyme. So I was like, all right. And I've been doing that for 19 years. Um, about 10 years in, uh, 2012, I think it was, uh, I, I kept see, seeing him at all these events. He was exhibiting, I was exhibiting. And he said, hey, why don't you sell this Sproder uh, with your worm business? And I was like, oh my gosh, why don't I? That makes a lot of, I love it. And so since 2012, I, I've been selling that, that Sproder with my worms. So that's why the worms and the sprouts, that's why they go together. But I, it's, you know, when we get to my next piece, the laughter, you'll see all three of these things are just about living a wonderful, simple life, sustainable, being good to the planet. When we do good, we feel good. No, that's, that's, that's huge for sure. Yeah. And, and I guess the question would be just the, the natural question with these, these sprouts is, is take, you know, the, the taste, obviously I, the only, the only sprouts I know, are, you know, like, I, I, would, I was going to say bean sprouts. I don't even really know what beans they are, but you know, that are in a lot of different like Asian food, but what, what, what's the comparability to, to maybe those type of sprouts to, to these mung beans? Bean sprouts are mung beans. They are. Yay. So okay. you've had them, but they're just grown. So they're the white ones, the white beans that are uh -huh. long. Uh, so they just are grown a different way. So the mung beans, um, a sprout it's when the cedar beans just starts to germinate. So the bean swells, cracks open, and then the, the root comes out, then it's ready. That's when it's most nutritious. I got you. So once it's actually grown a little bit more, it's not as nutritious, huh? It starts losing nutrients, right? It's like, oh, I don't need this. I don't need that. And it starts to grow into a full grown thing. Now, I, I, the only thing I know about mung beans, you've, you've probably either heard this a bunch or maybe not. I don't know, but you know, in the office, they talk about mung beans. Have you ever seen the office? I have, but I didn't hear them talk about mung beans. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, one of the characters, Creed, he is growing mung beans in, in his drawer and everyone's talking about how, how much it stinks. So do, does it stink to grow it? 
No, not at all. Not at all. If it, okay, so back to the worms and back to how we need to live aerobic versus anaerobic. If it stinks, it's because there's not enough oxygen. So now they're starting to rot. And that's why, you know, having a system for anything maybe is the way to go. You can do uh, for do, do it yourself or is you can do sprouting in a jar, add some seeds in, soak them, add some water and all of that. The challenge is in a jar, when you add the seeds in, they start to grow. And if you've added too many seeds, they grow too big. There's no oxygen getting in. So they start to rot rather than growing. And then they smell. Um, if they smell bad, um, just get rid of them. Like we don't want to put that in our body. And you're, you know, you're de dealing with seeds. So I would say um, get good quality seeds, organic, if possible, it's for your health. And um, the cost different for in seed form is nominal, you know, for conventional or organic seeds. Yeah. Well, I, you, you may not have seen the episode, but it does, uh, it does kind of promote, uh, promote your business. Cause he says it, it smells awful in here, but it's extremely nutritious is what he says. So, so <laughs> I'm going to look it up. <laughs> you'll have to, you'll have to. Yeah. He grows them on a, on a wet paper towel inside of a drawer. So I'm sure that's not where you're getting the most, uh, the most air. So that's probably his, that's probably his problem, but, but yeah. So how, how can people, obviously you, you may have a way that they can you get these things directly from you, but you, you can talk about that or how can people get a hold of mung beans just because I don't, you know, I don't know exactly. I can't say that I've, I've seen those just on the shelf somewhere, but maybe I'm just not looking for them. Yeah, not yet. You haven't. Wait till you go. You're going to be like, there they are. There. Oh my gosh, mung beans. There they are again. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, so most, most, I would say, health food stores like um, Whole Foods for sure. Like larger grocery stores now are starting, starting to carry the um, uh, the sprouting beans. Um, so it's not just mung beans though. That's my kind of health plan. But you can sprout chickpeas, lentils, like the garbanzos, um, lentils, fenugreek, radish, the peas. Oh, it's unlimited what you can sprout. And by sprouting it, so I want to dispel a myth. You know, people talk about, um, you know, beans are good for you. And there's an old song from school <laughs> about beans, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Seeds and beans have a coating on them called phytic acid, PHY, and it's and that's a protection for the seed or the bean, so it can go on surviving if it gets eaten by a, an animal, like a bird or something. Um, and then it, as it gets passes through that animal, it can still carry on its way and grow. Um, if we eat those seeds or beans, like we just cook them without soaking them or sprouting them, that coating is still on them. As soon as we sprout them, um, that coating has been removed and it's that phytic acid uh, sprout uh, like beans are good for us but phytic acid is not so we eat that phytic acid and our body's like oh beans are good it has protein you know vitamins all that stuff and the phytic acid so we get bloated we might get gas or whatever so what made you pick mung beans just because you know he that's what he was doing or is this probably the best bean you talked about there's you know there's other ones that people can do but it is is mung beans probably the most beneficial beautiful question they all offer different properties mung beans are i call them my health plan because they grow it's the heat and humidity how this wonderful system works um 
they grow in about uh, 24 to 48 hours. So they're the fastest. They're not the ne- necessarily the most nutritious, but they are delicious. They're neutral flavor. They're juicy and they're fast. So they're the sprouts are the original fast food. <laughs> and I say, eat as much as you want. Oh, wait a minute. You can't. They're full of fiber. So you get nutrient rich. So imagine, Jax, I'm going to give me your address after I'll send you one because because this is something I really want people to do this every day. Like Tony has been doing, like I've been doing Um like I'm super healthy. I have no health issues, take no prescription drugs, no multivitamin, high energy. I'm 58. So, um, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I think when you, again, when you feel good, you want to do good and, you know, you just connect on a deeper level. You're not worried about health issues. You know, that's something you don't even have to think about. Same with, you know, the garbage. You don't have to worry about, oh, what am I going to do with all this stuff? You know, you just put it in your composter and forget about it. You don't have to, what day's garbage day? Who cares? You've already put out the smelly garbage. It's been managed, you know, and eat sprouts. And uh, and then laugh. Are we finished with sprouts? Because I'd like to move on to laughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we, we can be for sure. And that's, so uh, let, let me just kind of address that right now, because you know, I've been doing this long enough. A lot of times when people, you know, <laughs> laugh a lot during our, our conversation, it normally means that they're nervous. Like, you know, they're nervous to have the interview. So a lot of times we slow down. I talk a little bit about that. I cut it out. We didn't do that this time because that's kind of part of your, your, you know, your thing as well. Um, so that's why we've, <laughs> we've kind of, I'm sure the, the, the listeners probably thought, man, she's a happy person. She laughs a lot, but I think you're going to tell us a little bit about why that's the case now. Ah, oh, yay. Beautiful. Yes. Don't cut out my laughs. <laughs> it's my, it's my uh, brand. There you go. <laughs> I'm just doing my laughter yoga. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So my, I don't know if I said my working title at the beginning, Kathy Crawley laughing bean queen. So it's all the things that we just mm-hmm. talked about. Simple solutions for today's challenges, worms for amending the soul, sprouts for eating and laughter for overall health and wellness. So it's laughter yoga, which is really fun because, when people hear yoga, they go, oh, I don't know yoga. I don't know. I don't like good. It's just laughing. Um, ever heard that laughter is the best medicine? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. So I say, and it, and it is, everybody's heard that. And it's the truth. It's so beautiful. I say, have you had your daily dose? Dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, tonin, and endorphins, the love drugs versus cortisol, when we're stressed, we secrete cortisol. When we're laughing, we secrete those other ones. When we're connecting and feeling good, when we're hugging, when we're doing things that we like to do, we're secreting all those feel-good um, hormones and, and um, chemicals. We're in charge of our own pharma. It's so beautiful. Hmm. So I, I, get, I mean, go into a little bit further detail. I don't even really know exactly where to, where to go with the, with the laughter <laughs> yoga, what it means. I will tell you, just in trying to research, you know, a little bit about you, I've watched some of your, oh man, I forget what day, you've got a certain day that you make videos. So I've watched some of those and some of your, your laughter uh, routines, your yoga kind of exercises. So just, just tell people about that. Cause I feel like people are like, what in the world, what are we even talking about here? 
Yes, thank you. Every Friday, new little short video. It's their Fab Fun Friday videos. <laughs> fun. Thank you. Yes. So laughter yoga is it's it's serious focus. It's laughter, but it's serious. <laughs> Started in 1995 by a medical doctor, Dr. Madan Kateria, and his goal is world peace through laughter. How beautiful. So this 26 years old, it's fairly new, right? I mean, compared to yoga, which is thousands of years old, this is just another branch. And the yoga part is the breath, the, the practice of deep diaphragmatic breathing. Breath is our life. So this is just a really fun way for us to raise our vibration, connect, feel better, and do good for our body. So, and the more I laugh and the more I research this, the more I realize, wow, this is, this may be the magic bullet. It's a universal language. Laughter. Everybody laughs. We might not understand each other, like talking the same words if we're from another country or whatever, or if we've lost our language, if we've become, if we have some form of dementia. Um, right. So, or if we have some developmental disability or challenge, right? We might not understand, comprehend when people tell jokes or whatever. So hallelujah, laughter yoga is not about jokes or comedy. It is intentional laughter exercises designed to make us feel good. And we do. So there are clubs around the world, laughter clubs. So I have a free club on Tuesday and I would welcome everybody. Everybody's welcome. It's on Zoom. 30 minutes, it's 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, free, free. Um, so just come and check it out. As a laughter yoga teacher, laughter goes with everything. Uh, so laughter yoga, it's not about doing poses. It's not fancy pants or poses. It's just laughing. And there's clapping and chanting. So when we're clapping, we're clapping palm to palm to activate the meridians. And adults need this. Children don't need it. They're just laughing. They're having fun. They're living their life without stress. Maybe not so much today, but, you know, before they used to. BC, they used to do that. Haha, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, not funny, right? We got, and, and, you know, we need laughter yoga more than ever right now because we have this mental health tsunami. It's, it's a crisis, all the things that I'm offering are simple ways that people can feel, feel better. And I'm encouraging everybody, like you might not want worms in your house. You may not want to eat sprouts. Everybody, I would encourage everybody to connect through laughter for themselves, for their family. Again, like the other things I've offered, the more we laugh, the more we feel better, the more we connect. When we change, we change people around us. It's vibration. That's it. No, for sure. Yeah. I spoke with you know, when we we're talking about that, the need for something like this right now, I completely agree. You know, at the beginning of this pandemic, I was talking up to, to someone who does suffer from, you know, serious mental health issues. He, one of my first interviews, he was a former tonight show writer and, and now is the kind of the anti-suicide comedian, which is another kind of strange, strange combo, just like, like your, your combo here, but you know, he was talking about how he's very worried, you know, with, with the pandemic because, and he's not worried about the things that you think that he would be, you know, the people who have mental health issues that, you know, they're working with a doctor, they know what's going on. They know how to manage this. This is just a new wrench in the plan, you know, to, to have this pandemic, 
Um, and, but he's not worried about those. The ones he's worried about is the people who live their lives happy. They're not having any issues. And all of a sudden, you know, they haven't seen their family in a long time or they're, you know, in lockdown, things like that. The people who, and then they start feeling depressed and they're like, what is this? I don't know what's going on. I'm not used to this. Those are the people that he's worried about because they haven't learned coping mechanisms and exactly how to, to handle it. And, you know, I, I think what, what you're talking about is a, a huge thing that can, that can probably help. Laughter is the fastest happiness hack. And again, it's not jokes or comedy. I agree. Oh my gosh. That's, that's a great um, description how he framed that because people that ha- were just going along, skipping along, they were happy, having a good life, going to work, meeting their peers and whatever, mm-hmm. just having a good life. And now shut down, like, yeah, living on your own, you think about, you know, the mental health crisis has, was here before. It's, it's not, it's not new. (laughs) We just have to look at it because many more people are affected and the ones that were suffering already are suffering even more now. Now they're even further down the totem pole. So, you know, if, if someone's listening to this and thinking, you know, Everyone knows that, you know, laughing feels good and people, you know, you enjoy being happy. I don't think that's a a hard thing, but someone's listening to this and thinking, man, maybe I'll go to this nine, you know, 9 a.m. thing, but what in the world are we going to do? I'm really confused. Just tell us a little bit about what a a laughing exercise is. I've I've seen a little bit of it on your your fun Fridays. I I, I already can't get it down. I know that's several F words, but your fun (laughs) Fridays, but tell us exactly what some of these exercises are. Thank you. Yes. Beautiful. So when people come, I've got a regular following now it's on zoom. So of course, when more people come, we get smaller and smaller. And I do suggest that people, unless they want to see the movements that I'm doing, um, I suggest they have, have it on gallery view. So we can look at each other. It's about making eye contact as the leader. It is a cardiovascular. I'll give you some statistics in a moment about how great it is for our beautiful body. Um, When you start as the laughter leader, you start with some gentle warm up, some deep breathing, maybe just some stretches, you know, raising your arms up, you know, rotating your arms around. And as the leader, I just guide people, people just follow along. And then, as I said, there's clapping and chanting. So you clap, it's a rhythm, one, two, one, two, three, hear the words, ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. Every time we say ho and ha, we're engaging our diaphragm. So that just gets us into our body. You know, the clapping gets us out of our head. So we're not thinking, oh, this is weird. I encourage people to come and check it out more than once because the first time will be weird. (laughs) You know, where you come and you're like, what is happening here? What is this all about? Um, I'm uncomfortable. I do encourage people to have their camera on. If somebody is feeling so sad or depressed or anxious or frustrated or They just don't want to have their camera on. Fair enough. Don't just come and play. No pressure, really. Um, You know, of course, we can't see you then, but come and play anyway. Usually people have their mics off. Just some will have their it on, but sometimes it gets too noisy with the laughter. So they would just so, you know, you really are laughing in your own space, but with a group. And it really is. We were wondering if it was going to work, but laughter yogis are primed for this. Okay, so there's deep breathing, gentle movement, maybe a song or two, some laughter yoga people, I I do, I usually will put on a song, happy or uptown funk or, 
you know, a, a song of my choosing. <laughs> then we just move around. Again, if you don't want to be on camera, don't. It's not recorded. None of my sessions are recorded. Um, so people can come and just play and know that, um, like, I'm not recording it. I don't know what's happening in the, you know, in the big scheme of things. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And then um, once we're all connected, it's about well, minus 30 seconds or 30 seconds, 30 minutes uh, duration. I add in all kinds of healing modalities. I've been doing all kinds of wonderful work during this cuckoo time on how to boost my immune system and feel better. And um, I know it's about energy. So I want to keep my energy high. Um, so I've incorporated brain gym and tapping, you know, EFT and just all kinds of healing modalities. I attend all these summits. Some people are flooded with negative stuff in social media. Not me. I get all this positive stuff and it's there's so many summits. I'm like, how do I do all this stuff? <laughs> and I say to people, I go to all those summits. So you don't have to. I come and I bring the cliff notes for you. So. Here, here's what you need to know about that five-day summit I just attended. In such a way that is understandable, I, I really feel like, um, you know, I really believe that everyone's put on earth for something. And I thought I was put here for worms to educate about the, the wonder of worms. And then I realized doing this laughter thing during this cuckoo time, I've been, I'm being called all over the place to do laughter gigs you know, for corporate, for special needs, for um, long-term care, for, for at schools. And it's, you know, because, there, because we have this Zoom um, technology, thank goodness, um, you know, we're, I'm able to connect everywhere and, and bring this magic medicine. And that's my, that's, my, that's my superpower, Jackson, is connecting with people and then sharing these simple ways I really want to be out of business. I really don't want to be needed. I want, I would really love it if there was a worm bin everywhere. So, oh, nobody needs to get worms. It's going to be like that sourdough thing. Everybody just will, oh, you need worms. Here you go. And they'll do, you'll just get a bit. And then they breed more than rabbits. So you don't have to worry. Just patience. <laughs> just nurture them. You know, sprouts, growing your sprouts. And you don't have to worry. We just have to buy seeds. That's fine. And then the laughter, you know, we're just all connected. We don't need to go to a a club we don't need to go and learn training because we just remember how fun it is to laugh and and it is the oxygen so here i said i would give you some statistics we can live without food and water for a few days we'd be grumpy and uncomfortable we, we could do it we can only live without oxygen for a few minutes hmm. laughter encourages us i used to say forces up but that sounds uh, aggressive <laughs> laughter encourages us to to breathe in, right? You can't just ha ha ha, because you're expelling, you have to <gasps> and take that deep breath, right? You're like, Oh, my gosh, right? Everybody remembers having those. It's rarer. And, and it's less and less as adults as we age, you know, it just life becomes serious. And we think, how can I possibly laugh at this current situation? How can I, we must, we must laugh, we're laughing because of if we're not, we're crying in the corner. We're so stressed, we can't function. And our brain requires 25% more oxygen than the rest of our body. When we're stressed, we're not breathing. So laughter, you know, again, forces us to oxygenate our beautiful body. Here's a great demonstration. Here we go. Have you ever lost your keys? And you're flopping around? <laughs> you're like, oh, where are my keys? I gotta go. I'm gonna be late. Maybe, again, BC. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So as long as you're flapping around, right, you're stressed, you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to be late, blah, blah, do all that, all those thoughts. So here's a gift. I can't, I can't stop you from losing something. Sorry about that. But here's a tip. Next time it happens, just stop, take a deep breath, laugh it off, apologize to everyone that you just yelled at. And then you'll find, oh my gosh, my keys are hanging. They're right there on the hook. Because <laughs> when we're stressed, we kind of get tunnel vision. We can't really see properly. We're not, we're not totally there. No, I, I, yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I, I lose my keys a little bit more often than I, I want to, but yeah, it, it's a huge thing. Just it, when you get so stressed out, I, I know even with me in that exact example, um, you know, I'll, I'll look for a while and I'll just be so stressed out, out about it that I know, okay, I'm just going to stop looking. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to relax for a couple of minutes and then I'll probably find them. Cause right now I'm too worked up. I'm not going to find anything. So no, that makes, that makes a lot of sense for sure. I like that. So I guess the question I would have for you too, is how much of this laughter yoga is, you know, a, an exercise where, you know, like you're, you're spending time actually purposely doing it and how much of it is just incorporating it in your life? Because I may be completely wrong, but I feel like you've kind of incorporated into life. I don't know whether you would necessarily laugh as much as you, you do even in this interview, if it wasn't something you were incorporating a little bit, you know, purposely. It's part of my life now. It's, it's, it's amazing. You know, laughter yoga has given me permission. What happened, you know, um, in, in, oh gosh, I think it was 2012 or something, 2012 or 2013, you know, one more person said, Ooh, worms in the house. And I was just like, ah, how am I going to do this? You know, it's, this is hard. Why, why am I putting all this pressure on myself to do this? <laughs> I could just get a job. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then uh, I was introduced to laughter yoga and, and I realized it really, I believe that the laughter saved me to stay in my worm business because now I can, I, I think the laughter, the worms are really important. I didn't want to doff that mission. I really think it is important and I love it. I really love sharing that, that mission. And I love that moment when people are like, Ooh, and then they're like, Oh, when they get it, when the light goes on, how important these worms are. Like we, we see worms and we're like, ah, worms, gross. But then when it's like, wow, they have five hearts each, they turn garbage into gold. They've been around since the dinosaur. So they're survivors. They're here. They're here for a reason. And once we get that message, then it, it turns around. Now I realize, okay, so the laughter, now I bring the laughter. And I, a lot of people now know me as the laughing lady. And I used to be called the worm lady. And I was like, oh, oh now I've kind of lost my identity. And it's like, no, I haven't, because now I make them laugh, get them to like me. <laughs> and then I say, I have worms too, and you can as well. And they can hear the message. Think about, I have a psychology degree and I think I have that, <laughs> you know, you get a degree and you never work in that field. <laughs> I think I have a psych degree because it really has helped me understand why people are afraid of worms. I think a lot of people have been traumatized in childhood during, um, you know, by a sibling or in the schoolyard after a rain or, you know, somewhere somebody, you know, put a worm would chase them with a worm or something with a worm. If you are afraid of something, you're not, you're not having it in your house. You're not looking at that article. You're not reading that or reading that article, looking at that video, right? Even though I've had tons of media, 
you're just not, you haven't seen anything that I've done because it's like worms. Nope. Yeah. And just the, the, I guess kind of, you talked about your, your psychology degree, my, my business degree side of me, I guess is asked this more direct question. Obviously I can figure out with, with worms, you're, 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 you're selling those composting type things. And with, with the beans and the domes, those selling, how, how are you monetizing the, the laughter yoga? Oh, thank you. Great question. I'm getting hired. People are paying for my services to come in and do. So for corporate, I do, um, I'll come in and do like a lunch and learn if that's all you want, just a teaser. I'll come in and um, do a half day if you want to do some team building, because it's really a beautiful thing for corporate, um, you know, to increase productivity, reduce absenteeism, all of those beautiful things, and have people come up with more creative solutions. So people are engaging me there. Long term care, again, it's not about jokes or comedy. So it's kind of like music, laughter is like music. So you kind of you would have hire me or a laughter yoga person to come in and do um, exercise like an activation program a recreation activity um school same thing they have special guests come in yeah all kinds of places i was actually just hired to come in go into um, a holocaust survivor center it's their annual meeting and you know kind of where you ever you would have you know a motivational speaker come in and do a you know a short gig you could do a laughter gig and as a laughter yoga teacher, I train leaders, I train people so they can do um, laughter yoga for their work or, or open a laughter club. Yeah, it just is a wonderful connector, Jackson. It really is. I, I really would invite everybody to attend. I have such a, I have about 20 people, I guess, that come up on a regular basis from around the world. So people just tune in because it's not about words. And uh, as the participants, nothing to be done. You don't have to talk. You don't have to introduce yourself. You, you know, hopefully your name's there, um, but it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, just play along, come and learn some tips. I give all kinds of wonderful ways to get out of stress, how to sleep better. If you wake up and can't get back to sleep, here's some simple things, you know, tapping on certain spots. Um, it's beautiful. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And just in kind of wrapping it up, you talked about how people join this all over the world. What about, you know, some of your your other things when it comes to sprouts and to composting and then your, your corporate work, do you, I mean, do you, I guess, do you get out of the, the provinces? Do you come down to the, down to the, to the wild South down here? <laughs> yeah. I, I, right now, you know, everything's kind of online. I don't know what's going to happen following, following this for sure. I'll travel. I can, I can ship my composters, which is, I, I don't know if I described it, but it looks like a stool. It's on my website, so people can have a look. It's a tower. It's a, you know, a system. I can ship that, but not the worms. I wouldn't ship the worms to the States or out of country. Mm -hmm. um, same with the sprouter. I can ship the sprouter and beans to the States. And the laughter is, of course, like that can go anywhere. <laughs> there you go. Well, tell us just a little bit how to, to find you, how to find you know, these products and just kind of, wrap it up with all of those, uh, all those contact points. Thank you. So Kathy's composters.com is my worm website. You can find all of my offerings through that rather than listing all my sites. Mm -hmm. I'm on social media and yeah, I'm, you know, all over the place. <laughs> Kathy's composters and 
what what social media if you have to pick one outside of your website where uh, where should people connect with you uh for social i would say facebook uh for the business folks linkedin very good well i'll tell you it's been a a pleasure i wasn't exactly sure what to what to expect but i i i i learned a lot about you know three very big things i think each individual one of these are, have some some interesting components that we can learn about and then for you to have wrapped them all together and put a nice little bow on it. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Oh, thank you, Jackson. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. So that was Kathy Nesbitt, just a, an amazing person. You can hear the energy behind you know, everything she does. She's just got such a passion for for all of these different projects, and I, I, I think it's, it's really cool. I, I learned a lot about your laughter. I learned a lot about worms. Two things that when I started this podcast, I didn't think was was going to be a topic that I was going to learn about. Uh, certainly worms, but just it, it was a cool conversation and just uh, and learning just how important laughter is to our our life and to our wellness. It was a it was a, a, a fascinating, eye opening experience. I don't know whether I could. I guess laughed quite as much as, as she does. I think that'll take some some practice, but I urge you to check her out if, if you're interested in worm composting, if you're interested in sprouts, if you're interested in laughter yoga. Definitely doesn't hurt to check out that uh, that Zoom session that she does each week. Uh, no cost there, so there's there's no harm. And I guess checking it out and laughing it's something that i i want to check out i did uh, i did get a um, sprouter she was she was nice enough to send that to me it's it's already arrived it's a it's a really cool system it's small uh, able to uh, i guess make those those uh, sprouts and and she talked about the health benefits of those too so I urge you to check that out if that's something that uh, you're interested in Check her out at kathyscomposters.com. Check us out uh, wherever uh, wherever you get your podcast. Please do subscribe and and uh, follow or, or whatever whatever you might do there. Check us out jacksnap.com. Not enough podcast on Instagram. Appreciate you being here this week. Always uh, glad that you're listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Take it away, Chris. This has been Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff. Thank you for listening. Be sure to join us next time where we will interview another amazing guest who is sure to make you laugh or make you think, or hey, maybe even both. But until then, keep being awesome.